Welcome to the new Scripture Union Northern Ireland podcast. I'm your host, Phil Howe, the Training and Resources Manager for SUNI. Thanks for checking out this podcast, where we're seeking to equip and resource the local church in our joint mission of making God's good news known to children, young people and families. In this month's episode, we want to share with the church right across Northern Ireland what we mean when we say we want to provide effective schools ministry. Mark Moorhead, Schools Ministry Manager, will be sharing what he's been learning from the Bible. And you'll hear my staff story and why I love training and resources. But first, let's head over to Leanne Dunlop, who has the new title of Fields Ministry Director. And let's chat with her right now. Hi, Leanne. Hi, Phil. Hi. It's good to have you on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I know you're loving it. It's good to be here. One of the strategic priorities that Damien raised on the last pod was effective schools ministry. And you've been doing ministry for how long now? I know that's a really <laughs> terrible question to start with because it seems like I'm calling you old, more yeah. experienced. But how long oh, yeah. have you been doing uh, schools ministry for? Thank you for that. Um, yeah, well, I've been with SU for 13 years. Before that, I was, a, I was a primary school teacher, although that seems like another world ago. I spent nine years as an E3 schools worker, uh, first in East Belfast, then in Bangor, and then for the last four years in more of a management role. So all of that has just been a huge privilege. So you're part of the furniture, basically. <laughs> um, people listening to this will be at different stages of involvement with SU. So can we start by defining what do we actually mean when we say schools ministry? Well, I often say when I'm talking about schools ministry that schools are centres of communities. They are places of learning and influence. They are safe places where children and young people grow and learn and explore life and find their place in it. Um, And of course, education is holistic. So I think that schools should also be a safe place to explore faith, um, primarily from an educational viewpoint, of course, but obviously for us as Christians to be able to help children and young people to make informed decisions about what we believe to be the truth of God's good news and also to be able to support those who are seeking to be salt and light as Christians within schools every day. So what does that look like for us? Well I suppose every day you'll find our schools workers um, taking assemblies, teaching RE lessons uh, with lots of different programs from primary, post-primary, special schools supporting scripture union groups that meet at lunchtime or after school and then partnering with local churches to help them to think more seriously about how they can serve and support and speak into their local schools context. It's quite quite broad. Quite broad. Uh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but what changes have you seen in schools? That's what schools ministry is. What changes have you seen since you started with SU? As I said, you're experienced, um, <laughs> not old. Uh, and yeah. the changes from within SU itself. So we, we call it the E3 project now, but it used to be called something different, right? Yeah. So when I started in 2005, it did look a, a bit different. It was called Churches and Schools Together at the time. And I guess the main focus in terms of schools and what we were doing was more around supporting scripture union groups and taking assemblies and then also working alongside local churches and that part of helping them to think about how they can connect with their schools. Um, but at that time, we were just starting to write It's Your Move, uh, uh, our programme for P7s, thinking about the move to from primary school to post-primary school. And that's now become one of our most popular uh, resources that, that primary schools certainly use. And since then, I think we've found that there's more and more of a need for support with RE. And that's probably been one of the big changes, particularly within primary schools. And Christian teachers are constantly telling us that it's hard to advocate for a subject that isn't 
isn't always well resourced mm. uh, and that's another reason why it's so great to have a new tra- training and resources department within SU as Amen. well <laughs> so that's one of the one of the changes I guess I've noticed but then and then also our inroads into special needs uh, working with children with special needs and SEN schools and uh, we always did a little bit of that but just being able to be more intentional about that and releasing a needed time to do that has just been hugely encouraging and a huge learning curve for us as well but really exciting to see um and then in terms of E3, uh, what is now E3, grew from churches and schools together as it was back then. Um, we, we started out in East Belfast and the North Coast. Uh, it's been around for probably around 20 years now. And we've really seen the benefit of longevity around that. And it's grown from just two areas when I started to now in seven. And we're actually about to, to start it in Oma and Castle Derg as well, as working as well as looking at a couple of new, other new areas. And the fact that it's locally based is just hu- has huge benefits. And we have seen so many encouragements and so many stories from that, which I'm sure you'll hear in future podcasts from E3 staff. But just more and more people realising school, the need for schools ministry and the need to support and pray for our local schools um, has been hugely encouraging. So that's some of the changes within schools ministry. But I guess we're hoping that people listening to this are kind of involved in the local church and interested in schools ministry. What are the things that churches need to be aware of from maybe a primary setting, post-primary, special school setting? Like what is our cultural moment? What are the issues? I suppose on a really practical level, we can't escape the pressures there are in schools, particularly at the minute around budget. Um, that all schools are facing um, there simply isn't money in the budget for things like scripture union groups or for RE um, even just buying things like a set of bibles for a school and we've had some great stories of uh, E3 workers helping churches to be able to facilitate that for local schools um, and that's part of a much wider picture of, of, of pressures that schools are under the teachers in particular are, are under in terms of their, their workload um, for some that has led to strike action as a result which means obviously SU can't necessarily run and I think for Christians that can be really hard to navigate Mm. um, just to know how to be salt and light within that situation Um, and just emphasises that they need uh, as churches, as Christians uh, they need our support and they need our prayers Um, and all of that is before we even talk about some of the big issues that our children and young people are facing in schools in terms of academic pressure and mental health issues, issues of sexuality and identity, there's just so much for us to be aware of but I guess in the on the positive side of that for there's still churches still have a good relationship with schools or still have the opportunity to have a good relationship yeah. with schools um, and so we need to pray that that continues and we need to continue to make the most of that and so with everything that you said how do we seek to combat that and how are SU seeking to help I mean, prayer is a huge part of that. Um, we need people just to pray for teachers, for pupils within your own congregations and coming alongside and supporting them in, in really simple ways. But um, Because there is a danger of it all sounding doom and gloom, but, but it's not. And our staff are coming across amazing teachers and pupils doing amazing things for God in, in schools every day as they seek to be salt and light there. And it's, it's a huge privilege for us to be able to walk alongside and support them and pray for them. Um, and I think that's partly why we want to see E3 grow into every area of Northern Ireland and that's very much part of our strategy for the next five years Um, and alongside that we want to empower churches and effective schools ministry so that every church has access to training and support uh, in the context of schools and and helping them to connect with their local school Um, 
we want to deepen our awareness of the context of schools and how we can how we can best minister there. We want to grow our support for SU groups uh, and deepen that support as we help them engage with God through his word. Uh, and we want to continue to create and promote and strategically use really high quality Bible based resources. Um, so do pray with us for all of that to be able to become a reality. Leanne, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, and if you're listening out there and you're one of the areas that currently doesn't have a local E3 worker and you're a church in that area and you'd love to be able to get behind that vision and that mission, uh, then just get in contact with Leanne. Uh, Leanne, what's your email address? It's Leanne, L-E-A-N-N-E, at suni.co.uk. And big thanks to all our E3 workers, past and present, for making this vision a reality. To our teachers and SU leaders for persistently and passionately giving of their time and heart to serve by running SU in their school on a regular basis. And a big thank you to people who have a heart for it and who have been praying and financially giving. This isn't a solo operation. It's a partnership in the gospel to make God's good news known to the mission field on all of our doorsteps and one that impacts and influences us all, and that is school. One thing you'll find out about Scripture Union is we love Scripture. So we're going to hear from Mark Murhead now and hear how God has been speaking to him through his word. It's been two months since I started working with Scripture Union. I want to thank you for praying for me and for the other new staff members as we have taken up our respective roles. For a few minutes now in the podcast, I want to share with you something I've been learning from the book of 1 Corinthians. I've been reading through 1 Corinthians since I started in Scripture Union. This is something I learned in the church I worked in as a children's worker. Take a few verses to help fuel your prayers and equip you for what's coming up in the day ahead. And the verses I want to share with you today are are verses from chapter 3, verses 5 to 7. And this is what Paul says. He says, The Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. Now unsurprisingly, 1 Corinthians has been the perfect book to read as I settle into a new role, and as I work with a new team, and as I meet with and partner with volunteers in a range of settings, from district support teams, to SU leaders, to church leaders, and everyone else. SUNI is an organisation that operates all over Northern Ireland. Indeed, SU operates all over the world. And when we, when we consider all the staff members, interns, council members, camps and missions leaders and helpers, schools volunteers and so on, we know that we incorporate a vast number of people, all with different skills, with different roles, with different ages and different levels of availability. Verses like the ones we have just read reminds us that we all have our part to play in this work, whether that's in effective schools ministry or in meaningful camps and missions work or in faithful prayer partnership. Later on in 1 Corinthians, Paul uses the analogy of a body to demonstrate that as each part of our bodies are important, so are we all important in the body of Christ, in the church universal. We in SU are an organisation that is all about partnership. We partner with churches, we partner with schools, we partner with organisations and we partner with individuals like you listening to this podcast today. Now Paul points out that one of us might sow the seeds of faith by introducing someone to Jesus for the first time 
but it might be another who journeys with that person, watering the seed and eventually sees them become a believer. Ultimately, regardless of who plants and who waters, it is all a miraculous work of God, so that no one can boast, Paul says in Ephesians 2 verse 9. So thank you for playing your part by praying for this work. And please keep on praying for all the planting and watering that goes on in schools, in camps and missions, in conversations, in conferences, and in all the different things SU are involved in. We really covet your prayers, we really appreciate your prayers, and we thank you for your partnership. Training and resourcing has always been part of the DNA of Scripture Union Northern Ireland. You know, whenever I was at school as a 17-year-old pupil at Carrick Grammar, uh, one of the few in my year as well in RSU group, a teacher who I had never been taught by, but who was involved in the leadership of the SU, approached me and a friend to come and, and lead at The Finn, it was called. Uh, I didn't know that at the time, but that was one of SU's camps and missions that takes place in the summer. Uh, and it was an all-boys camp. It was Carrick Finn and, and Donegal. And what a training ground it was for me, you know, to have opportunities to give talks or lead small groups to help uh, lead people to Christ and to watch and learn from older Christian men uh, then in years to come be that slightly older Christian man for others uh, I've always loved getting getting stuck in stuck into things and having kind of on the job training if you like uh, even whenever I ended up doing a church apprenticeship and being given feedback on, on how I was doing and being resourced and trained up for ministry you know I've been doing this in a, a full time capacity now for over 13 years uh, and over 7 have been with uh, SENI and in every setting I've loved that aspect of investment in me yes but investing in others through training and resourcing so I'm really excited to be taking up the role of training and resources manager in some accounts the, the transition hasn't been massive well, hasn't been massive yet, but there are still uh, things I, I was involved in that, that made sense to continue with. One example of that is that on the, the 20th to 29th of September 2018, we ran our 14th annual uh, And Someone Say flagship event, uh, our pupil leadership training, Making Your Mark. We had 110 pupils, 25 schools represented from every county across Northern Ireland, some of whom came for the very first time or hadn't been in a while, which is something that I really appreciated. Uh, and you'll know from from the last podcast that we have a, a restructure in place. And so there's a, a lot of new people who you heard from in episode one. Uh, and so change is the word of the year for, for SG&I. And for making your mark, it was no different. Uh, we changed the, the commitment as it changed from a full weekend to uh, an overnight. So that provided its own entertainment because we didn't really know what to call it. Was it an overnighter? Is that even a word? We also changed the cost uh, to make it cheaper, to encourage more pupils to get involved. We changed the makeup of the team. I'm not talking about the, the beautifying products that we used. Uh, but this year we had our, our usual batch of staff, interns, teachers. But this year we added the, the local church youth workers into the mix to give people. So what we hope was a rich blend of, of experience, of wisdom, of contextual input from teachers who are part of the daily rhythm of school life. You've got our staff then who, who visit a variety of different school contexts in their travels. And then youth leaders who bring that, that church link and local church dynamic. Uh, and partnership in the gospel is a great thing, so it's good to be able to call on uh, Ricky Mahaffey, our friend from Youth for Christ here in Northern Ireland. Uh, and he spoke in Paul's letters to the Philippian church, focusing on the whatevers. So Philippians one twenty seven says, Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel. Then he talked about Philippians 3, 7-8, But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain 
Christ. Philippians 4.9 is what he finished up with. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. We also got the pupils to mix right from the off as they shared their own SU experiences with one another as well as being able to, to hear and take some may say steal ideas that may work for them. Uh, we ran seminars on things like how to run a junior SU, as well as being able to look at big issues uh, for Christian living, like dating and relationships. So please do pray for the pupils who came, uh, that what they've heard they'll actually put into action. The ideas that they wanted to see come to life in their own SU groups would be tried as they serve alongside their teachers where God has placed them. And give thanks just for the great team that we had this year, for you know, all the teachers and the youth leaders that, that grasped the incredible potential in schools ministry and so we hope that the pupils are inspired and equipped for the year ahead that you're aware of this training opportunity for senior pupils that your churches have yes we hope that this helps pupils to be equipped for their SU groups but more than that to ground them so that they go on to be active lifelong followers of Jesus and that's going to be worked out in the context of a local church so whether they're involved in the run of their SU or a senior pupil of influence, uh, remember the last weekend of September every year we run this training opportunity uh, that we know and that we've seen benefit the local church time and time again. Uh, thankfully though, this new department is a bit like origami. It's twofold. Don't stop listening. That is a hilarious joke. But we've looked at one aspect of training, but thankfully it's about the second aspect of resources as well. This year's a bit of a, a listening year for us, seeing what other organisations and ministries are doing in the realm of children's youth and family ministry to see maybe how we can partner or even signpost. Uh, but again, resourcing isn't something new to issue. Uh, one way that we're currently doing it is through our partnership project, Shine. Uh, it's about equipping young people uh, to live for God at school and allowing people to explore the Christian faith for themselves. It's actually taking place uh, in the month of November, so pray that schools would see this incredible free resource and get involved. If you want any more information about that, uh, check out shininschools.com. Or why not encourage secondary teachers in your churches to be aware of this resource? I mean, who doesn't have a free resource, right? Uh, so we're excited for training resources we currently are involved in and hopefully that gave you a small flavour. But we're also really excited for the future, uh, what God is, is going to do through this department. Uh, training resources are so key, aren't they? Because we can only give what we get. And so pray for myself, pray for Paul Cameron, who's moved from being primary schools coordinator and being involved in the area for 28 years uh, to now having the role of children's ministry coordinator. Pray for our staff that we can focus more time on investing in them so that as they get poured into, they can give well. Pray for our interns that as they're trained up, they serve with continued zeal. Pray for our volunteers both within schools and camps and missions, uh, which, thank God, is a lot of people. Uh, but we, we want people to be trained up and resourced in the best way possible. And then pray for our connection with you, the people of the local church, so that we can best make disciples here in Northern Ireland. So pray for us as we spend time listening this year to how we move the new training resources department forward and how best to serve the local church and the ministry to children and young people across this country. Thanks for listening. Working with churches, SU and I wants to see children and young people transformed by God's good news. And we seek to do that through schools ministry, camps and missions, training and resources. And as we communicate who we are and what we're about, we hope to work with churches to resource children's and youth ministry. If you enjoyed listening, then please do tell others about us. Or if you've heard how we can help, then please get in touch. This podcast will be once a month, but if you subscribe, it will download automatically for you. And if you give us a review, that will help people be able to find us easier as well. If you've been inspired by anything we've shared and feel moved to financially support, then please head to sheni.co.uk forward slash give. But we want a chance to give to you. So to be in with a chance to win a free book called Bible Engagement Basics, which is by Lawson Murray, who's from SU Canada, why not head to our website now at sheni.co.uk forward slash podcast. 
That's sani.co.uk forward slash podcast. If you fill in your details for a chance to win, the winner is going to be announced on our Facebook page, which is just facebook.com forward slash scriptureunioni. So give us a like, see if you're the winner of this great book that aims to give practical advice and help in the encountering God through the Bible. So why not be in it to win it and fill in your details. But until next time, God bless.